Good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome to another episode of Engine Reserve Podcast with your host, me, myself, and I, Mitchell Anderson. Oh, man. Uh, this past weekend's been pretty wild with all, you know, the divisional rounds in the NFL. Uh, a lot of chaos, a lot of things that surprised me, especially uh, the whooping that New England put on the Los Angeles Chargers, uh, the way New Orleans in the, the Philly game ended, uh, the Rams in Dallas excuse me, in the Kansas City and Indy, but, uh, man, I think the most popular one out of, uh, you know, Sunday's games most, uh, I think was, uh, between Philly and New Orleans, um, man, they played a hell of a game, Philly, I thought for sure, uh, I, I took Philly to win in, uh, the Superdome, and, um, man, it was, uh, it was crazy a turn of events how that game ended, uh, no doubt about it. And uh, in a sense, I you know I feel bad for Alshon Jeffrey. You know I was I watched watched that game and the final drive. I was like, all right, you know um, here's Nick Foles' time to shine again. I think he's gonna do it. Um, and he was he went off. You know he went off in the first quarter. He was like eight of nine and a touchdown. You know, but then the rest of the game, you know. He was uh, 12 of 22, so uh, it was kind of iffy. He was he was only you know getting about six and a half yards a pass, 18 of 31, 201 yards, uh, touchdown, two picks, and of course that last interception technically wasn't his fault. It went through the hands of Alshon Jeffrey. QBR not that impressive, 49.6 scale from one to 100, and. Um, I thought for sure, man. I mean, Philly, when you're up, they're up 14 nothing, hot, you know, start uh, in the first quarter. Then New Orleans put up 10 in the second. So it was just, um, how can I say this? It was just, it was wild, man. Uh, Drew Brees, I thought for sure. He just turned 40 today. Uh, today's his birthday. Uh, he, he, he played, he was playing iffy. He was playing like he was 40 Sunday. Uh, but eventually, you know, 28-38, over 300 yards, two touchdowns, only one pick. Eventually, he was able to get things going. Um, the problem with Philly stands with this is that when it they have no running game. And uh, with J.I.J.I., they had him last year, and he's out of the equation. But I still felt like, you know, that Philly could make a run for the Super Bowl. They just operate under better with Nick Foles. And honestly, I think this was a blessing in disguise for the head office because they didn't have to, you know, have to deal with this controversial subject of, say, you know, hypothetically, take Nick Foles, you know, say they win that game. He leads that final drive against New Orleans. They win 21 to 20. And then when they go in the conference championship and they, and they beat the Rams and they win another Super Bowl. And um, now you got a Super Bowl winning quarterback, a backup quarterback that's won it back-to-back years for y'all. And you're paying another quarterback uh, in Carson Wentz 60 mil. So do you keep him on the bench or do you shop for him? That, you know, that's what I've been saying. 
So I think this was a blessing in disguise, and I think, you know, the head office is a little bit relieved. That's just my theory on it. So the thing is, no Nick Foles, no playoff appearance whatsoever. And by all means, I don't wish injury or anything bad upon players or anyone. But when Carson Wentz went down, that was the best thing that happened for Philly. You know, they were able to win, oh, I can't remember what it was, three, four straight to end the regular season. They make the they make the wild card. They go into Chicago, beat Chicago, and uh, eventually meet their deb- demise against New Orleans. So honestly, I still I'm still sticking with Nick Foles. I don't care what anyone says, because um, you take their game in the previous meeting this past year in the regular season. Carson Wentz, 19 of 33, 156 yards, under five yards average of passing, three picks. QBR of 12.4. Keep in mind that's a scale 1 to 100. And um, Breeze went off in that game. Uh, Damn near close to 400 yards, four passing touchdowns. 22 to 30. <laughs> and Philly gets blown out 48 to 7. So that's just me. Um, like I said before, it's, it's an iffy situation still. You got Wentz, who's had ankle, knee, back issues now. He's only in his, what, second, third season? So, you're paying a quarterback, you know, whatever his contract has, over 60 mil, I know that. First rounder, what do you do? And I think they're going to stick with Wentz, but this, I think this is going to be the ultimatum, ultimatum for them next season. Because if you get with Wentz and say you get the same results, say they're he's starting right and they're four and five or three and five, whatever. Do you put Foles in and start shopping Wentz for next season? So, or if you're even lucky that he stays healthy. So it's just something to think about. If I'm a Philly fan, I would pump the brakes just a bit. I'd stick with Foles. I'd be like, all right, let's try one more season with Wentz. But if things don't click like they did this season, it's time to shop. That's just me. And I get it. He's younger than Foles. But people forget Foles had to play under Jeff Fisher at one point in his career. And we all know Jeff Fisher is the ultimate worst coach for quarterbacks. Uh, Jeff Fisher has a terrible history with just taking quarterbacks and just ruining their career, i.e. Vince Young. Vince Young, phenomenal quarterback, a lot of hype coming out of Texas, wins the Heisman Trophy, basically damn near beat USC by himself in the national title game, and gets drafted in Tennessee, wins rookie of the year, even gets the front cover of Madden 08. And then after that, he just kind of slowly dwindled down. Because Jeff Fisher just doesn't know how to coach quarterbacks. He ruins them. Keep in mind, Jeff Fisher, I think he has the second most losses as of any head coach in the NFL. And he would have had more had he not retired. I don't know how anyone could keep hiring him or consider, consider him a job. And I get it. 
he, you know, he had his little run back in the heyday, back in 98, 99 with Tennessee, that Super Bowl run, um, you know, with Steve McNair and all those guys, and they're literally one yard short of the of uh, scoring a touchdown against the Rams and uh, Kurt Warner and the rest of them, but that was it. That was the one little run. Other than that, besides that 99 season, when was Jeff Fisher really relevant? So, uh, like I said, Nick Foles, I mean, man, it's just, uh, I don't know. Honestly, from from a fan perspective, it just looks like Philly operates just a lot more better under Nick Foles than Carson Wentz. They just, they, the whole team, the... They just look like, you know, there's better chemistry there. They feel confident. And, uh, I mean, he's 29, so it's just, I don't know. Excuse me. It's just something to think about. Um, He's had, I mean, when he was in Philly in 2013, uh, 27 touchdowns, two picks. And then, uh, like I said, he... he, um, Went to St. Louis, seven touchdowns, ten picks. That's under Jeff Fisher. And then um, slowly started to regain back his confidence, Kansas City. Then ultimately going to Philly last last season. But man, you look at his record, I mean, overall, it's 26-18. and 18. Um, He was 8-2 and two in Philly in 2013. Uh, overall, for his Philly career, he's twenty-one and eleven. So it's just—I uh, mean, fifty-eight touchdowns, twenty-three picks. That's not bad. The man's twenty-nine. So I don't know. That's like I said. That's that's it's an iffy thing to for the front office to uh, delegate. So, but. Um, We'll see. <laughs> That's all I could say. We'll we'll see what happens. Uh, but uh, all I'm saying, all all I'll say is this: you know, um, this season, you know, this season he was four and one as their starter. You know what I mean? And um, the last, like I said, when Wins got hurt, you know, the last five games, uh, he went four and one. And then before that, they were one and one. So it's just it's something to think about, Philly fans. So, but uh, I don't know. That's uh, for any Eagle fans. That's that's something to really think about, gloss over. Not you know. I would keep Foles if I was a team. I'd be looking for Foles. You know what I mean? Jacksonville. Jacksonville supposedly, you know, they're looking for Flacco. I would take Foles over Flacco. They need a quarterback, Buffalo, but uh, possibly Arizona. But I pumped the brakes on that, actually, because Josh Rosen was only in his first year. But it's, it's unfortunate for him since they fired their head coach after only his first season, which makes no sense. You got to at least give a coach a second season or third season at that Second season, you show improvement, and you see where you go from there. But uh, we'll see what happens. <clears throat> Excuse me. But uh, with that being said, 
New Orleans goes on to the NFC title game. They'll face on the Los Angeles Rams. You know, the young Buck and Jared Goff against uh, the old wise man Drew Brees who turned 40 today. So happy birthday to Drew Brees. With that being said, uh, we'll turn our uh, discussion towards New England and Los Angeles Chargers. But we're going to take a quick little break. And this is Injured Reserve. Welcome back to Injured Reserve Podcast. So... If anything, um, a lot of people know, you know, popular teams when it comes to the NFL, even if you don't watch NFL, you know, what's the first couple teams that pop in your head? Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh Steelers, New England Patriots, uh, the Dallas Cowboys, right? <sighs> so <laughs> a lot of people hear these teams because of how consistent they are, perhaps. Well, two out of three are consistent. You know, Dallas has had their rough stretches, but still, they're just a popular brand in general. They're like the New York Yankees of the NFL, basically. They they don't even have to be good, and they'll still be popular merchandise. But a lot of teams, whether NFL or MLB or whatever it may be, you know, they're popular by name, brand, you know, just, just because of their history and consistency. If there's any year... Any season to defeat New England in the playoffs, this is the year. People forget on how New England has struggled, quote-unquote struggled, this season. You know, they had one of their key uh, left tackles uh, sent over to the Jets. They draft a rookie left tackle. He gets hurt. So they have a literally right tackle play left tackle. So the offensive line, a little shaky. Brady, you know, sort of speak on the decline. Um, controversial. And New England gets desperate. Keep in mind, New England's never desperate. They've, they've never been desperate. So, Edelman gets suspended for four games. Gronk is injury prone. He's been playing hurt basically all season. They pick up Josh Gordon. And you never see New England, you know, back to the mercy of someone with that type of talent. You know, the poster child of, um, of, uh, I guess you can say, of, I guess you can say controversy or struggling or whatever you want to say it in Josh Gordon. You know, God bless that man. Hopefully he gets the help that he needs. And they get help from Cleveland. <laughs> and um, New England's been struggling. Uh, this, this team isn't the team of New England that we know in the past. <sighs> and Los Angeles Chargers couldn't get it done Sunday. They lose 41-28. to But don't let that score fool you. <laughs> if anyone catches the game. It was 35-7 to seven at, at half. And then Bill Belichick pumped the brakes a little bit. And um, 
it would end up being 41 to 14 at one point <laughs> going in the fourth quarter and um they basically gave up two junk touchdowns so <laughs> Brady played phenomenal 34 44 343 yards passing touchdown Sony Michelle 24 carries 129 yards three receiving or three rushing touchdowns excuse me uh, Rivers, um, 25-51, 331 yards, three touchdowns, and a pick. Um, Chargers have no running game. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Melvin Gordon, nine carries, 15 yards. Averaging one and a half yards a carry for the game, one rushing touchdown. Um, folks, the, it, this is the year to beat New England. They're, they're, you know, they're, I know it's crazy to say they're on the downside. You know what I mean? In Kansas City, if they don't get the job done, New England's going to stock up. They have all these draft picks. They have, I can't remember, can't remember what it was, but they have about six draft picks that are... Uh, top three rounds or more. They're going to restock up per usual because that's who they are. And they're going to reload just like an Alabama or a Clemson uh, for college football. That's what, that's what consistency, that's what a real team, that's what a real franchise does. So everyone, you know, like I get it, you hate New England, but you got to respect their 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 demands and how they operate and I don't know like Kansas City doesn't get the job done New England's going to be in the playoff picture for a long time you can say what you want and I know I get it Brady's getting up there but by the way you know Brady went 28 touchdowns 11 picks this season and that we we describe that to him as bad and I get it, like, you know, I like I, I always said, he's the GOAT. Not, not the only other person I've always said, if he wins it this year, is New Orleans and Drew Brees. If he wins the Super Bowl this year, then you can possibly put him up in the discussion with Tom Brady. Because he, he's broken so many records, he's overcame so, many, so much adversity, just as much as Tom Brady has, you know, uh, injuries... He's only six foot. He's too small. He was at the. He was at the. <coughs> he was in um, San Diego when it was San Diego at the time, and uh, they end up picking up Rivers. And Miami almost picked up Drew Brees, but Miami uh, doctors weren't too sure on Drew Brees in the shoulder, so they didn't pick him up. Drew Brees goes to New Orleans. New Orleans in the catastrophe of Hurricane Katrina. Franchise is rebuilding. So you got, you know, a couple of franchise players still there. Joe Horn, Deuce McAllister. They start to reload, restock up, start scouting for draft uh, prospects. They pick up Reggie Bush. They win, uh, they win the Super Bowl eventually. But that was... That was, God, that was when I was in high school. (laughs) 
but nonetheless, you know, uh, they, they've always been, uh, iffy, um, when it came to their defense, but, um, I mean, Drew, he's overcame a lot from, from, for the level of talent that he's been given. Michael Thomas, don't get me wrong, he's, he's phenomenal talent, no doubt about it. I mean, he's, uh, in him and Alvin Kamara, uh, if I pronounce that right, phenomenal talent and finally supporting that, uh, Drew Brees needs. So, but not to get too off track, like I said, Drew Brees, if he wins the Super Bowl this year, then you can put him up in the combo with Brady just because of, um, the level of talent that he's, you know, he's had in his career and the same as Brady, it's pretty much close on what they've been given. I, I might also make the argument that Breeze has had lesser talent compared to Brady. But um, New England, if Kansas City don't get the job done, and truth be told, Patrick Mahomes, he actually didn't have a great game. That's the thing. And um, But he damn sure had a lot better game compared to Andrew Luck. I've been telling people this. You know, I've said it before and I'll say it again. Andrew Luck, He's just a good quarterback. He had a great season this year. And at one point, he was up for the MVP conversation. And they were 1-5 at one point. And they went in to win nine straight this season. Well, eventually, I mean, he's just... I'd never seen him as a... Come playoff time, he's just iffy. He ain't that guy. He's just a good quarterback. Gets you to the wild card, maybe divisional. But you'll never see him in the conference championship. You know what I mean? So, that's just, it's the same thing for Dak Prescott. Just a good quarterback, you know, get you a win in the wild card, come divisional, you know, that's it. He's out. Andrew Luck, 19-36, 200 yards, passing touchdown, QBR of 19. It's trash. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes, like I said, he didn't really have a great game, and usually he has to have a great game in over in order for Kansas City to be successful. Um, he was 27-41, 278 yards. And that was it. No touchdowns, no picks. Did have a rushing touchdown. But with Cream Hunt gone, significant running back. The running game. Um, they had to rely on Damian Williams, who did have a phenomenal game and stepped up. They still have, so, And they have Tyreek Hill. And uh, Travis Kelsey. So, but with Kareem Hunt gone, Mahomes, their running game doesn't, you know, Damian Williams doesn't have a good game. Mahomes has to step it up. Same thing, or otherwise, this coming Sunday, the same thing is going to happen to Kansas City. uh, The same thing is going to happen to Kansas City like Dallas. You stop the running game and just make it just, you know, consistent with the pass, you have a chance at winning the game. Dak isn't a quarterback that's going to, he's not going to make big plays or be innovative or things of that nature. He's just a good quarterback. So if they take that running game away from Mahomes, which I'm sure New England will focus on this Sunday, Mahomes, this is going to be, (laughs) this is something that's going to be defined for him. That's going to define his career. I wouldn't say career, 
but it's going to be a defining moment of his career. Um, it's something that's uh, cement his resume, make it look definitely uh, significant, especially someone along the lights of defeating Tom Brady. But I don't see it. To be honest, Mahomes is—he's young. Um, he's every—he's experiencing everything for the first time this year. So, um, it's great. You know, it's cool for Kansas City. They got their first home playoff win in 25 years. But I don't know. They do have the home field advantage. New England has to go there. But I can't bet against that man. The jersey number 12. Can't bet against him. Can't count him out. (laughs) I don't care if there's reports of he has a bum knee and his hand is iffy on him. I'm still going to take Tom Brady. Even at 41 years old, I'm taking him over the young gun of Patrick Mahomes. But with that being said, I'm going to take a quick little break, and you are listening to Injured Reserve. This is Andrew Reserve. So, in the final segment of the day, um, like I was saying earlier, in order for Drew Brees to be in the conversation when it comes to the GOAT, which I obviously I've, I've said over, over a million times with Tom Brady, he has to win one more Super Bowl. I, I think he does do it this year. I think he's more motivated than ever compared to Brady, I'll be honest. He's, he's only has one ring. He's looking for that second, and I think he retires out on top and leads, leaves the discussion for that GOAT debate with everyone else concerning how many records he's broke, this and that. And um, honestly, um, I think... Uh, Come this Sunday, my picks are going to be, it's going to be New England, or yeah, it's going to be New England over Kansas City, and then New Orleans over Kansas City. I think uh, when it comes to New Orleans and Kent, and um, the uh, the Los Angeles Rams, New Orleans, just this, their defense, this is probably arguably their best defense since the Super Bowl team when they won, when they won it the first time. Um New Orleans, uh, their defense overall is second in the NFL, only giving up 255 yards. Uh, passing, uh, they're third in the NFL, and uh, they're third in the NFL when it comes to stopping the run. I don't, in the Rams, Jared Goff, not really a significant quarterback. I don't think they're really, it's not someone to worry, worry about. He didn't really have that great of a game. This past Sunday against Dallas, Dak had a better game than him. But he's one of those quarterbacks that's able to get the job done and doesn't turn the ball over. That, I don't think it's going to be an issue anyways. I think they're going to limit limit the run game and make Jared Goff throw. And when they do throw, he's going to struggle because New Orleans' pass defense is not it's not something to you know, look over. And so it's I, I'm going to take New Orleans. Their defense, phenomenal this year. Uh, like I said, they, in the past, they've been iffy with Drew Brees for the majority of his career. 
But this defense got to get the job done. New Orleans, I believe, you know, they, they'll go. They have home field advantage as well. So um, I don't see, I think Jared Goff, he just, uh, he's going to fall short. I think he, if anything, I think he does slip up, makes a turnover, maybe two. Uh, C.J. Anderson isn't going to have over 100 yards rushing uh, like he did against Dallas. That's not going to happen. I don't think Todd Gurley is uh, 100% healthy as well. So I don't think he's going to have that big of a game as well. So um, I just don't see, you know, the Rams putting up over 270 yards rushing like they did last uh, this past weekend. New Orleans will definitely win this game. At home, I believe you know it's good. I think they win 28-17. That's just me. And then when it comes to New New England, Kansas City, Kansas City has the home field advantage. You know, so Kansas City overall, they're third in the NFL when it comes to their offense. You know, and they're passing phenomenal. Patrick Mahomes probably going to win MVP this year. But um, you know, it's um, their defense phenomenal. But when it comes to any type of defense, when you're facing Tom Brady, it don't matter. So there might be a few dink and dack things here and there. They might run the ball early. You know, it's set up for a big you know, big throw for Brady later on. But I think, you know, the few, few dink and dack plays to Edelman and Gronk get the pace going. And I think New England, honestly, if they get the ball first to start out the game in Arrowhead Stadium, they will score right away. Just to set a tone, to set the you know, to pump the brakes on the the fans there, to set the, to set the base. Uh, that's just how Brady uh, operates. He always wants to make a statement early, and I don't see Kansas City uh, winning at Arrowhead. I don't. The only chance they have, they have to absolutely, positively get to Tom Brady, and they can't. I don't think they will. Uh, Brady's just too motivated. Uh, Mahomes is still young, and um, there's no way I see New England getting out of there. Or I, I do see getting out of there, excuse me. Uh, the rushing rushing attack, uh, they're number one in defense, uh, rush, rush defense. Like I said, Damian Williams, they limit the running game for Kansas City, make Patrick Mahomes throw the ball more than 40 times, make it 50, make possibly 60. I think, you know, after the game we saw this past weekend, I'm not saying he's going to have the same game like he did against Indy, but I don't think it's going to be any better. He might throw a touchdown or two. I think Mahomes, you know, he'll throw a a touchdown or two, uh, probably two at the most, but I, I think he'll make a few mistakes, a fumble here, maybe a pick. And you cannot, if anyone knows, against New England, you can't make mistakes. And uh, the only way to beat Brady is time of possession and no turnovers. And I don't think, I do not think Kansas City has has it in them. So with that being said, um, New, uh, New England goes into Kansas City. They win. Uh, Brady wins. <laughs> this is his like eighth consecutive conference championship. Or whatever, I, I, it's he's been in eight, nine of them, God knows how many. But they'll go to Kansas City, they'll win. I I believe it will be close though, considering his home field advantage. And I have New England thirty-one twenty-seven. So and they'll set up, set up for the Super Bowl. New England against New Orleans. 
Um, considering the fact, like I said, I'm going with New Orleans. But, you know, injuries two, three weeks ahead of time. I'm going to pause the brakes a little bit. See what I have to, see what I'm looking at. See if um, you know Sony Michelle if he's healthy. He's a, he's a key element to Patriots offense. How Brady's doing? Uh, you know, 41 years old, so taking a hit or a sack, a lot different than it was 10 years ago. Same thing with Drew Brees. And, you know, is uh, Alvin Kamara, uh, Michael Thomas. See if anyone stays healthy for these next few weeks. So with that being said, that was set up for the Super Bowl in New England and New Orleans. And, um, yeah, we'll see what happens there. I think it's going to be a fun game. You know, it's going to be, if anything, it's be battle of, uh, I guess you could say, quarterback dominance over the past 10 years or, or however you want to put it in the last 20 years. You know, uh, Brady and Breeze both virtually came in the league at the same time, basically. Both had their struggles, their adversities. Uh, like I said, Brady getting drafted in the sixth round. He's, you know, and he's he he's not like uh, athletic, if anything, when it came when it came to the NFL Combine. And Drew Brees, he was too small, and you know he got hurt early in the shoulder. People were iffy on that, and it was going to be a career ending. He's only six foot, and he he's gonna struggle, you know, throwing the ball, you know, with linemen that are, you know are giants, this and that, blah blah blah. And I think it's gonna be a fun game to watch. I think that'd be a funner game to be in, uh, if anything. That's just me. But um, both quarterbacks, none, uh, both great quarterbacks, no doubt about it. Uh, I I think it will be fun to watch, though. They're really fun. Excuse me, but uh, with that being said, um, final take of the day, New Orleans over the Los Angeles Rams, New England over Kansas City, there's your Super Bowl right there, folks, but uh, with that being said, uh, that's the final segment of the day, I hope everyone has a great week, finish out strong, it's Tuesday, I'm getting a little sick, I don't know if any of y'all can tell, trying to stay healthy, um, but yeah, uh, Midwest in the winter time, especially Michigan, it, it gets cold, man, <laughs> freezing cold. But uh, with that being said, I appreciate appreciate y'all listening in. This is Engine Reserve Podcast, and I hope y'all have a great week. God bless. <laughs>